Welcome to Becoming a Realtor with EXP Realty on the Emerald Coast with your host, Tim Whittemore with the Whittemore Group. If you're a new agent or a seasoned agent looking into the opportunities of EXP Realty, look no further. Tim breaks down the things you need to know without all the hype and fluff. So stick around. All right, so let's talk about the real estate listings and these difficult sellers. Now, funny enough, this is a transitional market at the time of this video here in the mid to end of 2022. We're transitioning from an uber seller's market, (laughs) very seller's market, to more of a kind of even market. And that being said, the expectations of the seller is always a lagging measure. Hey, my friend did this six months ago. My neighbor did this a year ago, or not necessarily a year ago, but you know, within that amount of time. And that being said, there's a lot of difficult conversations that we have. However, sometimes people are just difficult. <laughs> people are just difficult. So we just have to deal with them. That's our jobs as real estate agents, is we have to deal with different types of personalities in different scenarios. But again, they're hiring us to do a specific job. And in this case, it's to sell their home. But the other thing that we have to do is manage expectations and we have to deal with certain personality types and make sure that they understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. So there's a couple of different phases when it comes to a more of a difficult seller. And let's go pre-list, okay? Uh, Some things that happen at pre-listing is, well, my favorite, is listing higher. Let's list high so that we can negotiate back down. Okay. Or list high because they think that their house is made out of gold. I have no idea. It could be any different reason. The best way to mitigate this is with data. Because the first thing that you want to do is figure out, okay, how did you arrive at that that price? Usually, this will be a phone call prior to me even going out. I'll ask them a few questions prior to that. Hey, what do you, in this market, what do you think your house could sell for? That way I'm mentally preparing myself for this objection prior to going over to there. And uh, we'll talk about that high listing. So the best way is with data. So what I'll do is I'll do a comparative market analysis. Now you can do these manually or you can do them through your uh, multiple listing service. If, if it provides that, most of them do now anyway and put this data together. Now, what you'll also want to do is put out and print out those solds, those that are currently active, and those that uh, are pending. And what I want you to do is to go through and explain each one of these to go, hey, active ones are just those that this is what they want to get from their house. It's not necessarily what it's going to sell for. It's what they just want for their house. So that's that. Let's go on to what's pending. These are under contract, but again, whatever this says doesn't say what it's actually under contract for. Then the solds, well, this is history. This is what a willing and able buyer in this market said that they'd pay for a house just like this. So let's find out what these solds are in comparison to yours to seeing what a willing and able buyer will pay for your house. And we'll do that by making an adjustment through a comparative market analysis. Let's take a look. Now, even if they want to go high and you can't convince them otherwise, okay, what I also explain 
or ask them is what's what's the difference or what's more important for you? Do you want this to sell quickly or do you want the highest price? Because it's on a, a timeline, so to speak. If you want to sell quickly, then we're going to price it a little bit more uh, competitively. But if you want the most money, just expect that it's going to take a lot more time for this to sell as the market adjusts up to that. I always let them know too that if we want to try their list so that we can negotiate down, I always have them write in the listing agreement that says, hey, if we don't get any offers or we don't get any showings or a good amount of showings within the first two weeks, that you'll come down to my price, which in some cases are tens of thousands of dollars. Usually they'll be like, I'm confident in this and say, yeah, and then come down on that. Just know, agents, <laughs> that your uh, your original listing price in the first 30 days is the most important time with marketing a property. I know that it's 2022 now and we've had about a year and a half of a seller's market where it really didn't matter. Well, talent's coming back into the industry where you're going to have to understand how to specifically market a property. And one of the biggest ones of that is knowing and controlling price, list price. Okay. Next one is your commission, your commission objections. Okay. Hey, I'm going to go for 6%. That's what it costs to sell this. I'm not paying that. Okay. The easiest way to get through this, cause there's tons of techniques out there or, you know, they, they could be like, Hey, will you discount your commission? Be like, no, that also works too. There's tons of different ways to do this. And this isn't going to be a whole class on how to do that. The best way, my opinion is to have a frank conversation about it. Obviously the seller's trying to net the most that he possibly can. You and your brokerage, hopefully you're providing a lot of value. You as a real estate, a licensed real estate agent is providing a whole lot of value. Those discount commission people are spending almost no money. They're just listing it in the MLS, which worked back in the day. But now as things start moving around, they need you. They need your understanding of the market. They need your connections with other real, local real estate agents. Your commission objections really is just based off of, okay, this is what I charge. I don't want to pay that. Okay, why? What I want you to do is come from a uh, position of curiosity. Why do you think that that's not good? You don't think that, and just let them answer. Don't even respond. What, why, what's, what's, the deal, what's wrong with that? And then just listen be like, oh, okay. Is that because you don't think that our value is worth it? We're still, with everything else that I offer, you're going to sell for a higher price versus somebody else that's going to come in and discount their commission, right? There's just simply no talent in overpricing or underpricing a property. So why would you pay for that, right? So there's tons of different ways to do this. But my, my uh, suggestion is go from curiosity. Don't, get, don't take it as a personal thing. They are just trying to get the most amount of money out of it. You're obviously trying to get the commission, uh, your set commission that you know that you're worth. However, if they still don't want to do that after that conversation, and you can ask them the question and be like, okay, if my commission was, we use 6% in this, uh, this scenario. If, uh, if I could do it for 5%, would you sign this listing agreement today? They say, yes, proceed. What's 1% of nothing, <laughs> right? Take it at 5%. At least you got the listing. You probably get a couple of buyers off of it too. Okay. Uh, also thing, uh, also a big thing in your pre-list is your home condition. So when you finally get to the property, hopefully you're previewing this property prior to listing and you're walking through 
and you're looking at certain things around the property and there's a big stain on the wall or the room's pink. That's my favorite one. The little girl's room's pink. Okay. Uh, a lot of the times you want to tell them, hey, I think that you should change the color of this room. We can never say that. Here's the trick. Always say that the market says that most buyers right now are going to see more value in something that's a little bit more of a neutral color, like a beige or a gray or something like that. Always use and blame the market. Never use yourself because now they can blame you why their house doesn't look nice. Pretty easy, right? Okay. So we go into the listing part. Um, first, one of my interesting ones is they won't allow showings at specific times because it's too inconvenient for them. What I would suggest and be like, hey, the less amount of time that we have for showings, right, the smaller of a pool that we're going to have. So let's say if we give you 24 hour notice, would that suffice or 12 hours or whatever it is? If that's the case, simply put it in your agent to agent notes in your uh, multiple listing service for your listing and just use that as, as leverage to be able to move your seller out. Hey, they gave you plenty of time. That's your responsibility. If they still don't want to do that and they're going to complain and uh, bitch at you about it, well, it's their own fault because they didn't allow anybody in at that time. Tenants can also be this way as well. You may need to renegotiate or rediscuss uh, what that's going to be. Maybe the tenant needs to vacate before you can list the property. Don't waste all that time on the market. Silly. Uh, the other one's when they won't accept an offer. Now, depending upon how your state or your area's uh, listing agreement is actually written, if they bring an offer that is full list price, whatever, on top of that, and they don't accept it, well, you're still due a commission. Okay? Um, that's what it says in ours. But if they're not accepting an offer because of a specific reason, because the offers that keep coming in are lower and lower and lower, and they think it's worth more and more and more, you, all you have to do is just leverage that with, again, the data that you had at the beginning, and then let them know this is what the market is saying. This is what the, a willing and able buyer is going. I'm, I didn't even have to present it. This is what they're giving you. And then at least encourage them to counter that offer as well. That usually at least helps them put pen to paper and you'd be surprised on how well that works. <laughs> the other part is not being able to maintain the house. Simply with this one is just the education. Hey, how much would it take for you to declutter this? A cluttered house versus a decluttered house is a difference within two to $3,000 in that original offer, right? So, or mowing the lawn or something like that, which you can do as well. Uh, I know some agents that will go out and actually do this themselves. I'm not a big believer of that personally. I'm, that's not my job, but you can also say, hey, we'll pay for this, but we're going to tack it on as, uh, as fees and will be taken away from your proceeds at closing. Uh, there's a lot of ways because they may not do it because money is tight or time is. So maybe we just leverage that out. Biggest thing is having discussion and having good communication with your seller. Last but not least during your list part is they're just upset that it's not going to, that it's not selling. And when something doesn't sell, it's usually because of two different reasons. First is the price. The second is that it's you. <laughs> you didn't market it enough. It's not out in the open. There's not enough people seeing it. You're not talking about it enough, right? So 
there's tons of different ways to market a specific property, all right? But more than likely, if you want, if you want this thing to sell, it's got to be listed at the right price, okay? So uh, let them know that, that, hey, unless you do, which could be any of the reasons, we need more availability to get in there. We need the house to look a little bit more pretty. We need some landscaping up front because the, uh, the front of the house is not inviting. Nobody's coming into it, right? The curb appeal sucks. You know, it could be a variety of reasons, but explaining those and having that good communication over time will eventually lead them to go, okay, I have to do this. It's not as easy as it used to be, in this case, a year, year and a half ago, okay? But how do you, how do you mitigate all of these things that I just talked about before? Really, it's setting up realistic expectations. Don't be afraid to have some sort of argument. It's not even an argument, a disagreement, okay? You are educating them. You are informing them so that they have the best chance of getting the most money in the least amount of time. That's your job as a real estate agent. Set up realistic expectations from the get-go. Don't be that agent to be like, yeah, I'll take it for whatever price you want to list it. And just be a yes, ma'am yes, sir, person, okay? Um, again, just don't be one of those agents that just take it at any price. And another great, great way to do this, and even in the industry, is just have good communication. At least once every three days, be checking in with them. At a very minimum, please be checking in once a week and letting them know everything's going, that you're continuing in the market, what you're doing, what have you. And the, one of the other big pieces of advice that I can tell you through my training and through the uh, other people that have been on my team in the past, don't BS them, okay? Don't know what BS is, Google it. Don't BS your seller. If you don't know something, admit it, but tell them that you or heard that you're going to be getting back to them with that actual answer. Please be honest, be forthright. Because after this is done, they're going to tell other people about this experience and it's going to be the difference whether you get referral business off of this or not, or even if it closes. So be authentic, be realistic, and just be, be who you are to help not only your seller, but the market. That's all we have for today. To learn more about becoming a real estate agent on the Emerald Coast, make sure to hit that subscribe button and please leave us a review. Also, make sure to check him out and subscribe to his YouTube channel, Becoming a Realtor with EXP Realty on the Emerald Coast. And make sure to follow him on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. If you're thinking about joining EXP Realty on the Emerald Coast of Florida or anywhere in the United States, be sure to give him a call, text, or email because he has the tools to help you get to the next level of your career.